Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. So here's the scenario. A person's been out of work for a while. They just can't seem to get a job. How can you improve your chances of getting work? Anne is the National Ops Manager for Training at Salvos Employment Plus, and she shares some tips. Okay, so basically when someone comes in and they haven't worked for a long time, what we generally do is have a look at what skills they have at the moment and what sort of work they can do in the future. So therefore, what we do is we try and look for a gap. So what do they actually need in order to get that job for the future? But also, what are they actually doing to get work now? Do they have an up-to-date resume? Do they know how to do look for work on the internet? Uh, do they Are they registered at internet sites? What skills do they have, one, vocationally? And also, what job searching skills do they have? Because in the modern world, if you can't use the computer or, you know, to register with sites, then it's very hard to find work because most of the jobs are advertised through um, the internet media, through through um, the computer. So- Gosh, Anne, you've reminded me of the days way back when, like, I, I feel like I'm a dinosaur, but uh, when I used to walk into the Centrelink office and there were all these cards up everywhere telling yeah, what jobs were yeah. available and go to the front counter with a few cards and say, hey, can I apply for these? That's right, and and actually, it's interesting. That was the CBS, and I worked for the CBS for sixteen years. And even today, in our site, we have we call them job boards, and the job boards are still there, so people still remember that. Because as a part of our service, we also work with job seekers, but we also work with employers. So employers will ring us and say we have a job, and what we do is we advertise them on those job boards. Also, you know, if they're more mature age. The, the way that the employers recruit now is quite different. Uh, years ago, you could just go to an interview. You didn't need a resume. You didn't need a cover letter, whereas now employers want those sorts of things. So what, when people come to register with us when they've been referred through Centrelink, we need to make sure that they have those basic tools. Do they have the, the basic job hunting skills and job hunting tools to actually go for a job interview and get that job interview. So when they're initially uh, interviewed by us and registered, as we call it, for looking for work, we do a skills assessment on them and we also look, do they have a resume? So if they don't, then they we can then move them into doing um, a mini course, which is through Training Plus, which is our training arm, our job seeker training arm. So through uh, Training Plus, they can actually learn how to write a resume and they'll get a resume produced for them. So, and, and the consultants will do that as well. So once they have that, then we start looking at the, the skills base of the individual and what sort of work they're looking for. And if they haven't got the skills, how can we get them to, to obtain the skills? For instance, if someone wants to be a forklift driver and they don't have a forklift ticket, well, how can we assist them to obtain that ticket so that then they can be marketable in the labour market? So can you give us some examples of how to write a good resume? Yeah, with a good resume, what you really need to do is look at the job ad. So your resume should be tailored to the job ad because now resumes are sent electronically. So what companies do is they have key words which are usually embedded into their job ad. And those key words are in, will be used as a search function. So if you submit a resume without those key words, you may, 
a human being may not even ever see your resume. It will go straight to the no pile. So when you're doing a resume, you can have a generic resume. When, when we talk about generic resume, that's the resume with all your skills and all your work experience. But you shouldn't be putting everything because you've got to be careful not to date yourself. And, um, you know, especially if you're mature like me, you know, I've been working for 35 years. I wouldn't put 35 years worth of it worth of my work experience on there because I'm dating myself. So with with a resume, it should be at least one or two pages, depending on your industry. Some industries uh, ask for more, but things like your key skills. What are your key skills? You need to put that up front on the first page and then whatever work experience is directly related to that, that job. So that it's one, because the employer, we've done statistics, they take eight seconds to scan your resume, which is not a long time. Wow. So they will scan it first for visual. It has to look good. I know that sounds trite, but, but it's true. They look at visual first, yep. and they look at those key skills. So whatever key skills is on the job ad, you have to put in. If the job ad says, must have a driver's license, you would put that on the first page. If... if job ad says uh, you've got to have um, customer service skills, you would put that on the first page. Um, and, you know, make sure that you're clear and concise on what you actually have done within that job role so that you have your responsibilities written down, things like that. That's a basic resume. And then once from there, once you've got your basic resume, you can change it to suit whatever job that you're going for and the key skills that you you have in the job ad. What about some tips on interview skills? Well, interview skills, what I say with interview skills is write down key interview questions. The toughest ones are, tell me a little bit about yourself. So in preparation for your interview skills, you need to write the question down and you need to write a written answer and you need to rehearse it because what most people happens with most people at interviews they're nervous and they forget to say things and if you practice then you actually have practiced what you're actually saying going to say the interview so pick out five the five key interview skills questions and prepare an answer and when you're preparing you need to write your answer and then verbalize it. You can't say it in your head because it doesn't it does it sounds differently in your head than when you're verbalizing it. So we always tell our clients, go home, practice it, verbalize it, say it to the mirror, say it to your dog so that you get that sort of flow. Because the the five tough questions are tell me about yourself, what reason should I employ you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And tell me about the skills you have for this job. A lot of times the employers ask these questions because they want to, they've looked at your resume, they think you're okay resume-wise, they want to see if you're a good fit. Are you a good fit for the job? Are you a good fit for my company? And will you fit with my team? Yeah. You know, and it's making that first good impression as well. Like when you go to an interview, prepare. Like even if you're going for a motor mechanic job, still have clean clothes. You don't have to go in a three-piece business suit, but your shoes are shined, your clothes are clean, your hair's done, because that first impression, it's very difficult to change a first impression, as you probably know. Yeah. Like I say to my job seekers, if you're going to be late, 
you may as well not go for the interview because it leaves a very bad impression. Yeah. Unless something dramatic has happened, like, you know, there's been a you know, triple car accident or something like that, but it still leaves that bad impression because, and you don't, you very rarely get it back. Yeah. We suggest also if you've got special interview clothes, that you do wear them around the house so you feel comfortable in them. And, and we also uh, we also practice, um, you know, doing deep breathing with our clients um, because you get nervous. You know, people go to interviews, they're really, really nervous. Especially if you're long-term unemployed and especially if you've come from an environment where, you know, I'm talking mature age, you know, 20 years ago, you you actually just went there and they gave you the job. You know, people, you know, I, I used to work for the CS and, you know, we used to, we used to recruit for Ford, and they used to say, just send anybody. You know, we teach people um, yeah. online interviews because now what they do is um, a, a lot of the bigger companies will say, okay, we want you to do a, a video interview first. Now, I mean, how daunting for someone who's been unemployed for a long time, you would find that daunting. And they're at a screen and, a, and the question comes up, they've got to answer it. No interaction with anybody, it's just a blank screen. So that's what we try and do. We try and coach people through those sorts of scenarios. That's why we have a job search training arm, to make people more comfortable at going to these, you know, interviews and also preparing themselves for interviews. Yeah. Do you want a good news story? Yeah. Um, it was one of our, our um, work skills program, which is a program for long-term unemployed to help them back into employment. So, and, and a gentleman came in, he was a mature age gentleman, and um, he had his own small business, but unfortunately he got into financial difficulties and he had to declare bankrupt. So he lost his business, he lost his house, he lost his family. Um, he was living in a run-down boarding home. Um, house. Um, he's fallen into a really deep depression. During the, the him talking, he started to break down and cry because he was so low. Um, you know, and he couldn't see any way out. So the the staff there and us and my staff member, um, he, where he was registered, they felt very sorry for him because he was so down and he's like and such a lovely, lovely man. Um, so uh, we got our chaplain involved because we had chaplains that come into our site. And she spoke to him and counselled him. And he started doing the course. It's a four-day course. And during the course, he became more confident. He was interacting with the group. He was there early. He finished late. You know, he started to rebuild his confidence. Yeah. And after the course, our recruiters, because we have recruiters on site that go out to employers, found him a process job. Wow. He was so excited. He got the job. He has stayed there now seven months. He's now got his own rental property. So now he, his children can come and visit him. He's reunited with his family. Great. It's just a beautiful story of everybody working together to help. And this, this gentleman had been unemployed a very long time. Um, so, you know, it just shows you that with working together collaboratively, that's what happened. So we've changed his life, and that's what we're about. That's sensational. Thank you, Anne. Okay, thanks, Chris. Anne Wilkinson is the Ops Manager for Training at Employment Plus. Some great tips from her, and their website is employmentplus.com.au. You can get some more great tips there. Click on Job Seeker tab 
on the website and then tools and you'll see lots of great ideas to improve your chances of getting back into the workplace. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.